Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Cheat Sheet. My name is Mark Says Hi, alongside King Rashidi, is it? It's the infamous Ra Rashid. It is the infamous Ra Rashid, and also alongside the one and only Kelly. How you doing, Kelly? Hi, Mark Says Hi. That seems redundant to say. It's a little redundant. In certain occasions, it can be very confusing, especially in the uh, in the possessive form. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people get lost and... And uh, that's the that's the fun of it, right? That's the fun of these ridiculous nicknames that uh, someone gave you as a kid, right? Does anybody ever call you Mark Say She? That happens a lot, especially in Japan. <laughs> especially in Japan. And when you type in just Mark Says Hi, you know, into a browser like MarkSaysHi.com, it does look like Mark Say She, hence the uh, Japanese reference. I think it even sounds crazier in Spanish. What, uh, how would you pronounce Mark it in Spanish? Habla hola? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew we were going to get Spanish lessons here on the cheat sheet? Well, here's the deal with the cheat sheet, all right? Kelly Rashidi and myself, we are Laughly, and uh, we are going to give you the insider's look on all things Laughly, but also everything that's happening in the comedy space from a month-to-month basis. So here we are, episode one. We just wrapped up April, and we'll open things up here with all the brand-new albums that uh, have just recently been released on Laughly. And we have a whole slew of them. Nick DiPaolo, Bill Hicks, Jim Tews, Kristen Key, Tom Segura. So let's start with Nick DiPaolo. Nick's been in the comedy game for a long time. He's uh, aggressive, maybe, or snooty. I don't know. How would you describe Nick to someone who has yet to discover Nick DiPaolo, Kelly? I wouldn't call him snooty exactly. Um, He's definitely a dude who prides himself on being smarter than the average Joe. But at the same time, I think he cares about the same stuff as the average Joe. He just, like, read a dictionary. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Rashidi, uh, are you a fan of Nick DiPaolo? Oh, yeah. He's a grown-ass man. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's all they make in Boston. That's right. That's right. You know, he don't play. He's just just going through that, uh, you know, those those grown man pains. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, Nick DiPaolo, for me, is somebody that I discovered through tough crowd with Colin Quinn you know I watched Comedy Central back in the day wanted to learn about my favorite comedians and sure enough there was Nick DiPaolo and it wasn't until I moved to New York City I got to see him in person finally absolutely hysterical no matter what your politics are right so most people would assume that comedians politics lean left that's not the case with Nick DiPaolo he's definitely leaning right and he doesn't care if you care but funny is funny and Nick is definitely that, no doubt about it. Now, this new album, Inflammatory. Kelly, early thoughts on this? Uh, I love it. I mean, it's Nick DiPaolo doing what Nick DiPaolo does, which is talk about politics and uh, <laughs> grown-ass man stuff. Is that what you said, uh, Ra Rashid? That's right. He's grown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he does get political, and his politics don't align with mine. And comedy is definitely the one area where it's like, even if I don't agree with you politically, if you make me laugh, I'm like, all right, fair point. Right. And I think that's the key with any political comedy. You know, I think the New York Times, there was a writer for the New York Times that famously wrote, you know, about Patrice O'Neill. Like, I don't agree with anything that's coming out of his mouth, but it's absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah. Everything Patrice O'Neill says about women, like, makes me so angry but it makes me laugh so hard. That's because he was grown, too. (laughs) All right, no no kid comics for Ra Rashid. All right, so (laughs) the name of this album from Nick DePaul is called Inflammatory. So what what really sets you guys off? You know, what 
on the daily. You know, everyone's got their pet peeves, but uh, what would set you guys off the most on a daily basis? People walking down the damn stairs of the subway and stopping. Right at the bottom, right? Because I yeah, can't get to the, 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 you know, to the metro car machine because I never refill the card, so I always got to go there, and that's that one person that's blocking my way. So it's metropolitan problems for you, Rashidi. Pretty much. Big city, you know, first world problems. I was say first class city problems. <laughs> right. Yeah, it definitely is a first class city problem. Uh, Kelly, what about you? What really sets you off? I hate it when a person is late. I don't mind if a person is late. Things happen. Life is unpredictable. But unless you're Amish, you have a cell phone. If you're running late and you don't let me know about it, I am going to be livid when you show up. And it is going to be a real awkward whatever it is that our plans are. Now, Ra Rashid, um, let me check my, my stat sheet here. Uh, who was, who was the, the last one to get to this podcast taping? Hmm. That would be... Uh, Kelly? Yep. Okay. That's Kelly. I, didn't I get arrived, I I arrived didn't get at 447. <laughs> I arrived at 447 after a long, earlier technical conversation with Mark Says Hi. Sure. You know, for me, you know, what really wets my whistle here is, uh, you know, double standards. People that say they hate something and then they do it themselves. Uh, really gets my nooks and crannies in a bunch, man. Not cool. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, those are those people that taste stuff and then they're like, oh, man, this tastes terrible. Here, try this. You know, like, I don't want to try this. <laughs> I didn't realize you had nooks and crannies, Mark. Are you a Thomas's English muffin? Uh <laughs> Let's Whoa. just say I'm not the fittest I could be right now. Let's just say that. Are you the Muffin Man? I am not the Muffin Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, some of the other albums that we have brand new on Laughly as of April. Bill Hicks, the legend Bill Hicks, you know, died way too young. Uh, and, and he's sort of like the Tupac Shakur of, co uh, of comedians, man. This guy is just a box set just came out recently and and now we have relentless uh live in montreal because he already had an album called relentless this time it's live in montreal or i should say that time because uh, it's not like it was recorded recently but uh this one i'm, I'm not gonna lie not too thrilled you know like I, I was a big bill hicks fan i love what he did he's one of those game changers of comedy but i feel like this is where we're starting to stretch things a little thin it's like, hey, I've got this recording of Bill Hicks. Let's just put it out there. I mean, it's not totally terrible, but it's it's not as best, right? Yeah, the audio quality is a little rough. Uh, it, you know, it sounds like a bootleg. And I will say what I did like about it, you do get to hear his take on uh, Canadian cigarettes. And as an ex-smoker who has bought cigarettes in Canada, I always enjoy that. So uh, you get to hear him outside of his American comfort zone, which is cool. Wow. Uh, but a lot of the material have, is available. I have, a, I have a patch for you, Kelly. A Canadian cigarette patch? That's right. <laughs> and when you put the patch on, it'll say, you'll say, hey. I'm going to let that hang for a couple seconds. <laughs> let everyone soak that up. <laughs> Rashidi, set the bar low, man. That's what you do in episode one, right? That's right. Can only go up from here. <laughs> Can only go up from here. Another album that came out this last month, uh, Jim Twos. My man Jim Twos, he started doing comedy in Cleveland, which is uh, my home turf. 
Jim Two's uh, his brand new album, which is his debut album as well, is called I Was In Band. It's very funny. If you don't know Jim Two's, he's not a household name yet. Very funny guy uh, and has a very distinct Jim Two's delivery. It's very simple and monotone. There's no adjustments in temperature. He's not going to yell at anybody. Uh, and if he was, you would think he was just talking to them. But he also doesn't whisper. So if you have a whisper fetish, uh, you're going to be let down by the album. But it's a very funny debut from Jim Two's. And it begs the question, who here in the Laffley camp was a band geek, a band nerd? Who went to band camp? I was a show choir glee kid, so no band camp for me. I didn't go to band camp, but I definitely was in a band. I was second chair, alto sax. Um, I thought I was pretty good. Uh, were you the only one that thought that, or, or uh, did anybody else? Well, you know, listen, I got a solo. I did all right. Uh, I made it into performing arts high school, so that, was, that means something. Yeah, that's, that's kind of legit. Yeah, I wasn't in the marching band either. Uh, Jim Two's definitely was, and when you take a gander at his album cover, he makes that quite clear. In fact, when I interviewed him for this album, I asked him if that was his high school band uniform, and he said, no, it wasn't, but he was able to go get one, and it still fit. So um, pretty <laughs> amazing. You know, uh, I, thought pretty the cool. I thought the album was solid, and, um, you know, he definitely is um... – fresh it's hard to say like where he where he's going career-wise uh, but I do I do feel like you know that there's some merit to this album and I think part of what I'm sure you and and everybody else looks for in a comedy album is just a unique perspective of you know something fresh and I think sure absolutely yeah go ahead Kelly and it's definitely it's worth mentioning uh, Jim Twos is the mastermind behind felines of New York Yes. That website now book that is a parody of the Humans of New York column, uh, and it's it's fantastic and it's great. I love hearing him talk about it on the album, trying to explain to his retired uh, ex-military steelworker father, or ex-police officer. I think his grandfather was a steelworker, but like, yeah, I have a cat blog that's a book now, and I'm a man also. Absolutely, <laughs> and and he yeah he's got a great bit about it too, and and Jim so Jim. Uh, hones his craft in the Brooklyn area, so everybody else, you know, Brooklyn, Williamsburg, that kind of thing. He's not full-blown hipster. He's definitely rocking the mustache. That's definitely happening. But uh, he was—he's ex-military, so this guy's super legit. So, and and he's also a part of uh, the Undone Sweaters too. If you're if you're unaware of this, the Undone Sweaters, the Weezer cover band that is all comedians. Uh, and they play live from time to time. In fact, good friend Danny Tamborelli, Little Pete from Pete and Pete fame, also the bass player in that band. It's really cool. And they tour. So the Undone Sweaters very well could be coming to your town and then double dipping and doing a few comedy sets along the way. So keep your eyes peeled for Jim Twos. Up next, Kristen Keys. She had a brand new album this month as well. And she had some funny, she had some funny things to say about Laughly and, and her brand new album. Kelly, I don't know if you want, from, from a woman's perspective. You from, know, from a woman's perspective? Yeah, I don't want to speak for a woman here. <laughs> Would that more people agreed with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, we actually got to premiere this album. And if you don't know Kristen Key, she is based in L.A. She was on Last Comic Standing a couple years back. Just really solid comic, fantastic joke construction. So we got to premiere her album, I'm a Hooker, which is about crochet. Not about being a lady of the night. Right. Hooking. 
and so she uh, she did a tweet because her album, when it came out, it was the top album on Laughly. She got that Laughly bump, and uh, she was she was ranked higher than Kevin Hart on our trending comedian score. So she tweeted a picture of it that was like, "Finally, a lesbian on top of Kevin Hart." <laughs> yeah, it was great. Very funny stuff. So and, the jokes uh, don't the jokes don't stop on the album for Kristen Key. Definitely not. And uh, I believe this is album number five for her. Is this four or five? She, Kristen's been pumping them out. I think this is great. five. Yeah, she's been around for a little she's bit. She's really prolific. Yes. We have her album on the app. You can check it out. And the final new album that came out in April, right here at the top of May, actually, is Tom Segura's brand new album, Mostly Stories. And Tom Segura is kind of like, uh, if you can correlate people to certain social media aspects and or social media devices. If Dane Cook is to MySpace, Tom Segura is to Netflix. So Tom Segura had his sort of loyal following on a local level out in L.A. You know, he does a really cool podcast with his wife, uh, Christina Pazinski, who's also a comic, and also a former Road Rules member from the back in the MTV days. But um, Tom got real big via Netflix, before this Netflix explosion where we're dropping millions and millions of dollars for the Amy Schumers and the Dave Chappelle's of the world, Tom, Se- Tom Segura was one of those early comedians that had his special on Netflix, and he sort of built up this huge following on Netflix, and, and now he's just a beast in the comedy game. Sells out huge venues, and, uh, and his brand new album, Mostly Stories, is just a continuation of his uh, dominance. Yeah, I love, his, I love that God don't make no junk. <laughs> that is one of the funniest bits I heard, man. You know, and you know, just having lived in the South, I've actually heard people say that. I learned something that I find hilarious about Tom Segura. Like when we were uh, getting him up on the app, I was looking at him and like listening to his album, looking at his picture. I'm like, he reminds me of every dude I went to high school with. And I looked it up. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm from. Yes. Opposite end of the state from you, Mark says hi. And I was like, oh, my God, that's why. That is why he reminds me of all of my high school classmates. Well, he probably, now, did. He probably did go to high school with you. He might have. He might have changed his name. That's right. Very true. It's possible. And, and uh, the interesting thing about uh, what Tom Segura looks like now versus then uh, is he looks exactly the same as does every other high school guy you went to high school with? I'm assuming Kelly. He does. They all just all beards, uh, all all holding a microphone at all times. It's a, I just thought it was a weird tick, but Tom Segura <laughs> turned it into a career. Now um, I'm glad you brought up your location of where you're from, Kelly. You're from Cincinnati. I'm from the Cleveland area, a small town called Warren, Ohio. No one knows where it is, so I just say Cleveland. Uh, but Rashidi, let's get some background on you. Where do you hail from, man? Oh man, the boogie down Bronx, uptown baby, uptown baby. I feel like you just loosely quoted a rapper that uh, you might even very well know personally. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm a New York City native. I definitely have made my way around all the five boroughs. Uh, Brooklyn is my home now. Uh, And you know, hey look, you know, I'll take it. Sure, and I, I now reside in New York City as well by way of Ohio. Uh, there were about nine other states in between there, not worth discussing. Uh, had to leave said states for various reasons. 
I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it up to the imagination. Kelly, you, uh, you're now out in San Francisco, home to Laughly, uh, whereas Rashidi and I work in the satellite offices. But uh, you're there in good old San Fran by way of Cincy. Any, uh, any missteps along the way in between there to San Fran? Oh, uh, actually, I don't live in San Fran. I live in Oakland. Uh, very oh, I'm so- important. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, you're right. It is a. It is a different place. Because the know. coffee. I, is, I don't want to be associated. Twenty cents cheaper there. Right. right. <laughs> Which adds up over the course of a year. That's true. It does. All right, cool. Thanks for the background, guys. Uh, let's get back on track. All right, so something else that happened that um, was very interesting as as we brought up politics and comedy with Bill Hicks, uh, that's something we can focus on right now. So the the correspondence dinner is something that's been happening for a while now. In fact, every president has attended said correspondence dinner. Uh, the, the last person to miss one was Ronald Reagan, and the only reason he missed it was because uh, there was an assassination attempt on his life, which I believe took place in San Francisco, right, uh, Ray Kelly? I'm not from there. Oh, that's right. You're Oakland. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, so there was an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan, which is why he couldn't make the correspondence dinner. Uh, Donald Trump um, seems to be comedy gold, but at the same time, uh, I don't think comedians can catch up. Like they're, we can't catch up, um, but we're trying. And and both Samantha B and Hassan Minaj, uh, two stellar performances uh, at the same time in two different locations. Uh, w- when this White House correspondence dinner was supposed to go down, right? Yeah, and for me, it's such a bummer that Trump didn't show. Because it's like you can dish it out, but you can't take it. I mean, the whole point is for the city of Washington, D.C. to kind of take a step back and be like, we take ourselves so seriously. Here's just a bunch of goofy business. And I mean, it can cut really deep sometimes. I, I think the first one I ever watched was Stephen Colbert's and it blew me away. But it's just, you know, I think it's disappointing when uh, the leader of the country won't play along. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, what's what's really interesting about this, because Trump wasn't there, it, not that most people watch this thing live on C-SPAN anyway, right? No one's really watching C-SPAN, but everyone does do that day after, water cooler. You know, we live in this social media landscape now where you can just watch these clips. Uh, there's no clip to watch here with Hassan Minaj. You've got to watch the entire nearly 30 minutes of Genius. It goes beyond comedy here. I think, you know, Hassan being a a, a correspondent on The Daily Show, uh, just so perfect and prime for this. Being that he's also Muslim, it, it co- you couldn't have picked a better person to um, just nail this role. Uh, Rashidi, what were your thoughts on his performance at the correspondence dinner? Um, you know, to a lot of people, uh, he's a new Jack. You know, Ben Stein went on a uh, quote saying, uh, he's a nobody. In his in his very uptight, very very conservative way, Mueller. So um, <laughs> so you know, listen. He didn't catch everybody's attention. Uh, you know, obviously uh, Trump supporters, you know, felt a little bit uh, of a way um, from all of the commentary and jokes that he had. Uh, I think the biggest joke of the night had to be the Steve Bannon joke. Uh, when you know he was, well, I don't know if I should ruin it, but 
you know, the, the Steve Bannon joke about, uh, with Steve, Steve Bannon, I, I don't, I'm not, I, so he's one person I, I not see, not see, not see. <laughs> yeah, that was thought, brilliant. Which I thought was a great joke. And, you know, I think, I think, I think he sets up jokes really well. I think he has a great delivery. Um, he definitely uh, brought uh, a different perspective to, you know, what I guess you would say could be um, something that is um, not supposed to be taken very seriously. Um, President Trump obviously um, has been a faithful attendee of these White House correspondence dinners for the last few years. So I was really surprised that he didn't show up. Um, like you said, you know, it seems like he can dish it, but he can't take it. Um, but hey, you know, that's we 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 know we know what he's about. So sure, and I I employ everybody uh, implore everybody to go watch us on set. It's it's amazing. E- again, even if you don't agree with the politics, it's just brilliant writing, very funny stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, check that out. And right across the street, there was the not the White House correspondence dinner, right, Kelly? And uh, the now household name Sam B, who who did get her start on The Daily Show, has since gone on to host her own show over on TBS. An amazing show. I love her show so much. Uh, It's a great show. If you haven't checked out um, Sam B's show on TBS, you got to do it. And uh, and this was huge, man. This was a star-studded gala. Uh, Kelly, thoughts on on Sam B's delivery at not the White House Correspondents' Dinner? So, first of all, as a bit of a uh, a little bit of a tech nerd, I do live in the Bay Area. I was super excited. Twitter actually live streamed the show, uh, so even if you don't have cable, which a lot of people don't anymore, you could still watch it in real time. And I'm just a big proponent of of comedy being available to folks uh, regardless of income level. And uh, I think what I loved about it so much is the way that she foregrounds the idea that women in America, I mean, we've only had the vote for not even a hundred years. And while we've made a ton of strides, it's fits and starts, it's forward and back. And I think for a lot of people right now, uh, after this election cycle, it was really, really brutal, and it shone a light on a lot of things that are things that women deal with every day, but uh, men might not have necessarily been aware of. And I, my favorite was there was um, she was doing all these sort of like faux White House correspondence dinners if a woman had hosted them, and there was one where she was introduced as Mrs. Jason Jones. And I love that so much because Jason Jones, of course, also worked on The Daily Show with her and he now works on Full Frontal over at TBS. And just how long it took for women to be able to even claim their own name. And just a reminder, it's not that far back in their rearview mirror. Yeah, it's pretty weird when you think about things that way, um, you know, as far as our country is concerned, because if you don't live through something, it feels like a million miles away, right? Light years away. Oh, women have been able to vote forever. You know, they've been able to vote the entire time I've been alive. But you don't realize how young this country is until you go to Rome and you realize a wall that you touch there is 2,500 years old, right? And, uh, and yes, women haven't had the right to vote. But what's really awesome now is, and, and comedy is at the forefront of this, and I'm glad it's happening. And we're, we're in this really great spot where the opportunities for for women are starting to expand and they're being celebrated and the light is finally being shown on them in the way it always should have been 
and and we have these outlets now like full frontal with sam b and she's crushing it in fact of all the people doing sort of this political late night i could easily argue that that, that she's the best um you know john oliver's obviously doing a great job daily shows doing a great job but sam b's bringing a little bit of a different perspective and I, and i think that that female aspect is something that's been missing this whole time and it's putting it over the top and making everyone realize how important of an element it is to the political scheme but also the comedy scheme as well absolutely yeah i agree with you but i what bums me out a bit is you know i've worked in the audio side of comedy and stand-up specifically for a long time and i feel like it's a lot easier for women to get those opportunities in sketch uh, not so much in late night. I mean, part of why Sam B has her own show is that she was passed over to take over the Daily Show when Jon Stewart left. So I think it's a little naive to point to some of these women, and people always point to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and I have to remind them, you know, they're not stand-up comedians, even though they host the Golden Globes. Um, but there's a lot of work to be done in terms of making sure that women stand-up comedians have as much opportunity as their male counterparts. Sure, absolutely. And uh, speaking of opportunities, every single person listening to this uh, podcast has the opportunity to listen to said female comedian Kelly Anakin right on the Laughly app. So uh, we failed to mention that new addition to the Laughly library in the April releases since I guess we finally put it in the mix. Kelly, what took so long? Uh, primarily, it just took me that long to dig out the audio files and get them into the system since I'm pretty busy <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis managing oh, right. our product. That's right. You have a job. All right. I have this full-time job. It's crazy. Nice. Well, everyone, check out Sam B's performance. And I mean, when I say this thing is star-studded, you're getting everybody from Will Ferrell uh, down to some new uh, cutting-edge comedians like Cameron Esposito. Uh, it, it's it's a great experience and uh, you can just go on YouTube it's broken down into I think nine parts you can just watch them all back to back to back uh, I, I implore you to check that out as well alright it's time to get to the cheat sheets Laughly trends and stats portion of the podcast Kelly put on your stat hat and uh, let's let's hit the ground running here with the top trending comedians right here on Laughly what do we got Stat hat activated. So in the month of April, we had five top trending comics in order. Descending order. What do you guys want? Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear number one last? Should we, we build all, up? Here, here, let's do it pageant style where you go from five down to one, but you don't say two because when there's only two left, you know, you just name the winner at that point. Right? Sounds great. Rob Rob Rashid, are you good with pageant rules? Hey, listen, I'm waving my hand as we speak. <laughs> I can see you on the screen and you have a beautiful crown. Yes, and I'm cupping my hands. <laughs> so, number five is Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy himself, number five most popular comic in the month of April on Laughly. Number Ooh. four, Jim Gaffigan, Mr. Universe himself on Laughly. Bit of a throwback, Dane Cook, number three, still going strong. Dance. Girls just want to dance. <laughs> want to get out there and dance. As a card-carrying girl, I do just want to dance. <laughs> That's one of my all-time favorite Dan Cook bits. Love Mine is, bit. I love the Kool-Aid Man is hands yeah, down my favorite one. Yeah, it's a great one, too. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be stepping on your toes with all these lame impressions. But... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's really Dane Cook's toes you're stepping on. You have nothing to apologize to me for. <laughs> well, we're waiting for the Jim Gaffigan impression from you. 
Uh, who's Jim Gaffigan? <laughs> who's this guy? I've never even heard of him. Where's he coming from? He's so pale. That sounded like the the tiger that was a cartoon that used to be, you, you know, the guy that used, was pink. Snagglepuss. Oh, Snagglepuss, man. Like. <laughs> That's it. right even. That's how you sounded. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> that was a Snagglepuss slash Jim Gaffigan impression. Snaggle Gaffigan. Got it. I was not prepared for Snaggle Gaffigan at all. But now... <laughs> Gaffigan is in the archives. No take backs. Damn it. All right. Uh, who's number... Who's? Uh, what are we down to here? We're, all right. We're down, to, we're down to we're two, down to two, and one. two sure. contestants. Should I tell you who both contestants are and then announce? Go for it. Definitely. Okay. So the contenders for the number one spot are Kevin Hart and Daniel wow. Tosh. And the winner is... All right, hold on. Uh, Rashidi, what do you think? You got your money on Tosh or Hart? Uh, you know, I'm going, Ke- I'm going Kevin Hart on this one. Okay, me too. Kelly, give it to us. The winner is Daniel Tosh. Oh, Whoa! Man, I'm blown away by that. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a strong contender. And uh, he hasn't had a new album out in a while, but... Kind of the beauty of comedy is, uh, to borrow a phrase from NBC, if you haven't heard it before, it's new to you. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, that's what Daniel talks about show on the road. He's doing like a really big campus tours uh, around the country. So I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. He's very visible and very, very busy. Yeah, and I hear college kids have a lot of time on their hands. So this makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's basically graduation time in a lot of colleges. It's finals week. You know, kids are trying to blow off steam. Hey, why not pay $50 for a ticket? We can eat tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Rashidi, I'm uh, writing a pilot right now for Rosh.0. You in? Hey, listen, man. As long as you spell that name just like that, I'm in. That's right. Ra Ra Rosh.0. Wait a minute. Oh, I thought you said Rash. Yeah, I have one of those, too. <laughs> so we do have I wanted to point out a couple of outliers in the in the top trending comics that I saw. Yeah, we have sure. uh, Brian Posehn had a new album come out and he was holding it down at number 9, which nice. is really really great. 25 times 2, I think, right? That's yep. right. It was great to see him at Moon Tower, you know. It looked like he grew a little bit, like maybe two two or three more inches, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> I tell you, you know, he's he's fantastic, uh very very good comedian um and you know, I, I wish his beard, his beard the best. <laughs> and then uh, Amy Schumer's at twenty three, which is, uh, this sounds this sounds like a backhanded compliment, but that's very high in uh, trending ranking for a female comedian. So, despite what I said earlier, Amy is really making some strides, and uh, she is definitely near the top of the charts on Laughly. Wow, double standards again from Kelly. Uh, did I mention to you guys what really just sets me off? I thought I talked about it at the top of the show, but Kelly wants to play that card again. Uh, that's fine. You know, if that's how you're going to you know, paint yourself, Kelly, you can be the, you can be the villain, you know. Just I'd rather be the villain and have more female comedians getting hired as headliners at clubs all over this country than be the hero. Hey, you know I'm going to back you that every step of the way, man. I, look, funny's <laughs> funny. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. Um, you know, and the fact that, uh, you, you know, I want to say we're getting closer, but it's still a slow bake, and, and uh, we need to have more females at the forefront here. 
Yeah, exactly. and that's a whole other podcast. We could Absolutely. do a whole other series on that. All right, let's uh, Speaking, let's speaking of uh, Kevin Hart, uh, I don't know if you heard, but he's doing a remake of Great Outdoors. How do you guys feel about that? I'm not into that at all, man. I Look, and that's nothing against Kevin Hart. I'm just kind of anti-remakes to begin with, unless it's something in the sci-fi world because that has to do with CGI and, and, and film capabilities. You can always upgrade the CGI stuff. But when it comes to classic comedies like Great Outdoors, man, leave it alone. Don't touch it. Just write another comedy, man. Why do you have to go back? Uh, I, I, they're probably not going to do the same jokes, but it's, it's all right. If you're already going to not do the same jokes, just do a different movie. Yeah. Kelly, what, what, what remake do you hate? What remake do I hate? Yes. I can't even think of, I can think of one that I love, which is the Parent Trap remake with Lindsay Lohan. I will watch that anytime. Really? Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, Kelly. Oh, man, we, I love we it. Just, uh, we just lost your mic, uh, and it looks like there's a countdown. <laughs> You're going to be out for the next five minutes. Um, I'll try to get you back up and running uh, quicker than that. <laughs> that was funny. Are you serious, man? The, the <laughs> Parent Trap remake? I'm it's sorry. fantastic. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, sweet baby Natasha Richardson and Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis Quaid, where are you now? He's lost in the woods of Canada. He He's... That's Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid really won the uh, the post divorce battle with Meg Ryan. Yeah, that's true. I was just testing your Quaid knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Quaid, one of my all time heroes. Inner Space. It was a classic as a kid, and yeah, uh, and I've got Dennis Quaid to thank for that. So you know, um, funny enough, um, I, I, the 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 remake I hate the most is Twenty One Jump Street. I wanted to shoot somebody. Yeah. Whoa. Well, you're not. not well, first of all, don't. Like first of all, don't. To tag on to what Rashidi has said there, you know, because then, then uh, 22 Jump Street came out. I'm kind of tired of these remakes coming out, like Ocean's Eleven, and then they remade that, and then 12, 13. Just make 12 from the beginning. Don't remake the first one and then start adding on. That's not how this works. Well, they're making a remake of Chips. We'll see how that goes. The trailer's great. For, for which one? Chips? Chips yeah. already came out, man. That came and went, dude. Yeah, but the, I didn't see it. So, for, you know, just like I said, it's new to me. Yeah, nobody did. No one saw it, unfortunately. <laughs> well, shout out to Dak Shepard, man. Uh, peace, love you. All right. Yeah. So, so let's hit let's hit the trending <laughs> albums here real quick. Kelly, just knock them out. What trended this month on Laughly? Yeah, no big surprises here. Generally speaking, the top trending albums are by the top trending comedians. So we had number one, Seriously Funny by Kevin Hart, People Pleaser by Daniel Tosh, Aloha Fluffy by Gabriel Iglesias, I Did My Best by Dane Cook, and Hilarious by Louis C.K. Yeah, I'm getting no love on my Fluffy impression. I thought that I had the damn, I I worked that out in front of the mirror like uh, at least two days before this taping. I missed, do it again, man. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, that's spot on, man. That's spot on. Well, you well that sounded pretty good. Constipated. Well, I think you need to put a pillow under your under your t-shirt, and then maybe it'll work. Damn. <laughs> All right, that was with pillow. All right, right. Uh, yeah, no surprise there, right? These you know, trending album and 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 comics are kind of go hand in hand. All right. Also, what happened in the month of April, as it has for the last six years is the Moon Tower Comedy and Oddity Festival down in Austin, Texas. This is my personal favorite festival that happens in the U.S. It's a really cool festival, not a lot of industry. The comics love this festival. It feels like a big sleepover. 
and and the way they lay it out is things start off a little bit earlier in the week it's like a wednesday through saturday versus a traditional friday saturday sunday so you're already getting that environment and what's really cool about austin is a big proponent and supporter of the arts whether it's comedy music movies obviously south by southwest takes place down there but this moon tower comedy and oddity festival we had our hand big time in this cookie jar as we were the presenting sponsor of the entire festival it was really cool to be hands-on that way and we even got to do some live streaming so uh rashidi i know this was your first time so so tell me about your experience hey listen you know i have that was my first moon tower uh excursion and i loved it i thought the people were great um, you know, a lot of really funny comedians. Um, I really enjoyed Patton Oswalt, uh, Ali Wong, um, and not to mention uh, a few of the really great comedians that opened up, like um, Michelle Wolf. I thought she was really amazing, um, as usual. Um, you know, she's a rising star, so it was great to see her there. Um, I also really enjoyed Jay Farrell. I thought Jay Farrell was fresh. Um, he was really, really funny. Um, and, you know, I thought that. Um, the, 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 the festival was very organized and I think you got a lot of different bites of comedy for whatever you like and um, you know I definitely would go back alright so Kelly your thoughts on Moon Tower how was your experience this year it was phenomenal. I totally agree with you, Mark. I've been to almost every comedy festival in North America and hands down Moon Tower I just always have the best time it is a totally different beast than comedy at South by Southwest, which is also fantastic. But, uh, you know, Moon Tower is more laid back. You can walk down 6th Street without getting, uh, getting your feet stepped on by tech bros. It's fantastic. And uh, I agree with what you said about it feeling like the sleepover. I get to see a ton of my pals. I actually, I didn't see that many shows because we had a, uh, we had a booth that I worked most of the festival. But I love doing that kind of stuff because it means I kind of get to say hey to everybody. So I saw a lot of great comics uh, in passing. Didn't necessarily get to see their shows, but like Guy Branham was there. Uh, Talk Show, The Game Show is the show that he's hosting on True TV. It just premiered in April. Uh, Ian Carmel is a great comic. He has an album out with Kill Rock Stars. He's working on an awesome sports comedy show for Comedy Central. Caitlin Gill out of LA. She works with Bobcat Goldthwait all the time. Chris Garcia, who is working on a pilot with the guys from The Lonely Island. It's just like Moon Tower is this really great place that you can go to see people before they become household names. And that's my favorite part about a comedy festival. And I saw Ali Wong and loved it. I hadn't seen her live since January last year at Riot Fest in LA. And it's so great to see her new material about being a mom after her special Baby Cobra that dealt you know, a lot with pregnancy and the sure. idea of being a mom. Now, and did it's you, just- uh, did you, uh, Not to stop you, Kelly, but were you one of the ones who partook in the Ali Wong pregnant Halloween costume this past year? I, I was not. I did not dress up as Ali Wong, but I think that's fantastic that so many people dressed up like her. Yeah, I mean, Rashidi did, so I, I figured you were in also. Um, but Rashidi, uh, I guess we can share the, the pictures on social. We can do yeah, that on the Lapley socials. It was, little, it was a little uncomfortable, I have to admit. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I got he, the right size. Yeah, speaking of remakes, you know, we're not going to make Junior again uh, with Rashidi instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's off the table. <laughs> I've, I've already pulled the plug on it. So, But, Kelly, back to you and, and the Moon Tower experience. I, I agree 
um, you know, to second you. It's about discovery down there, too. And, uh, by the way, Austin has a killer local comedy scene, man. I mean, there are a, a couple names that, that obviously stand out who have had national success now, like the Chris Cubises of the world and Maggie May. But the, just as a whole, the Austin scene is on fire right now. So if you find yourself in Austin, check out any of the local clubs. You're going to be satisfied. And we were lucky enough to live stream the Austin Tower show, which was sort of the best of Austin local comics. And it was phenomenal. And you got to see for the first time my buddy Vanessa Gonzalez, yes. who oh is God, hysterically funny. Don't tell her. I already got a tattoo of her name. Uh, I that is I, I will not tell her that is a little bit questionable. You know, I, I, I like to get in early. You know, I like to be one of the early adopters, you know, um, uh, Kelly, is it safe to call you a booth babe? You're a booth babe here at Moon uh, Tower for Laughly. Let's say, let's say this: there was a booth. I am a babe. I sat at it. Draw your own conclusions. Okay, so it's a hy- it's a hyphenated booth babe. Uh, that's fine, and that's fair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the last episode of Cheat Sheet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all comics here, man. It's all. Fun and games until someone's not here at the next episode. All right. So Moon Tower, first of all, huge shout out to Moon Tower. Everybody involved. Too many people to thank. Uh, They know who they are. uh, But everybody across the board on the Moon Tower side of the coin, thank you so much for being so welcoming, so easy to work with uh, from day one uh, and allowing us to knock out all of our goals that we wanted, which was some live streaming and obviously getting down there and meeting everybody and really bringing Laughly into the fold with the industry that was down there, but also to uh, acquire new friends and family. Now we have a place to stay down there in Austin, Texas, man. Very cool. We definitely have a place to stay, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's that's true. We can. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be the uh, the cheat sheet nights edition of the podcast. We'll tell everybody what went down at our our. Uh, we'll put loft in air quotes. Uh, I will say this: the crown jewel uh, of the whole Moon Tower experience uh, for us on the Laughly side of the coin. You know, obviously we were a part of a lot of great shows. Our name was on up in lights. We were in banners all across to Austin. But seeing one of Laughly's own, Nikhil. Uh, get to freestyle rap with uh, Jay Farrow beatboxing backstage after his show at the Paramount Theater. Uh, look, there's video footage. We have it. It's blackmail material forever. Uh, <laughs> so R.I.P. Nikhil. Um, hey, I've look, got let me you. Tell you uh, I had an opportunity to get a taste of Nikhil's stylings uh, right here in Brooklyn. And uh, it was the first time I met him, actually. we uh, I took him out. And, you know, he was... Uh, telling me, he said, yeah, you know, one of my hobbies is I'm a freestyle rapper. And I said, oh, really? Well, tell you what, why don't you bust a rap in the middle of Brooklyn? And that's what he did. And he actually had a crowd around him. And, you know, people were like, well, who's this kid? And I was like, ha, that's my man, Nikhil. So you, Rashida, you're you're the uh, you're the Don King of freestyle rappers on the street because you do have the Don King. You just have it on your chin versus up top. <laughs> uh, you know, if if any if you want to paint a picture here of Rashidi, just imagine if you took Don King's head and literally just turned it upside down. Right, and you know what's funny is that I actually made a couple bucks off of it. I was charging people for him to listen. <laughs> I hope I hope Nikhil knows that, or you're in trouble, man. All right, this might he knows be your. Now. Yeah, he definitely knows now. 
All right, well, we're, we got to get out of here. That's going to do it for the first episode of The Cheat Sheet. We want to thank uh, Ra Ra Rashidi. What is it again, man? I don't know. Sounds like a cheerleader scenario. Uh, give it to us one more time, man. Oh, man, it's the infamous Ra Rashid on the mic. And, of course, Kelly. And on our way out here, we just want to front sell some stuff that's coming to Laughly. We're going to be rolling out our original programming slate very soon here in the month of May. So get your earballs ready for all the uh, awesome shows that are going to be coming out. Going to be involving some of your favorite comedians, both on the app and just personal faves. And uh, what's coming up in the live streaming world, Kelly? We have a really awesome live streaming event on May the 20th with Carmen Lynch headlining and Liz Mealy is performing as well as Emma Wellman, three of the most amazing up and coming female comics working in the country right now. It's going to be really awesome. And we also have another live stream that night from the World Series of Comedy Finals in Colorado Springs, Colorado at Zany's. So you can basically listen to live comedy all night on the 20th no matter where you live. Hey, wait, Kelly, that's only, uh, that's only two live stream events. Why not have three? Can, can we just make that happen? Actually, yeah. You know what? Since you asked, I can because I have that power. We're going to be live streaming the funniest person in Austin comedy finals from Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas, funnily enough. And uh, this is a great breeding ground for the next big thing. Uh, Two of the folks that you mentioned before, Maggie May and Chris Cubis, uh, both have won this competition. So the next generation of comedy superstars is being decided in Austin on May 15th. So you can check that out as well. Very cool. And and if anybody has any leftover money, uh, my birthday's May 18th. We'll put my mailing address. We'll, We'll get a P.O. box together. And we'll put that right down in the details underneath the podcast. So so don't sweat where you have to mail it. It's just the mailing of it that's the most important thing. Um, make your checks out to Mark Seishi. <laughs> yeah, make your checks out to Mark Seishi. Well, if there's exactly. checks, you can make your All checks right, out for to Mark Seishi. No, 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 man. I got my own agency. I got my own. I'm not freestyle <laughs> rapping on the streets. Uh, when I start doing that, I'll give you a call, there man. You go. All right? Very cool. And then as far as the release front goes, uh, Rashidi, we have a very special... Um, exclusive with the Comedy Central. Oh yes, up, Mr. Right? Mark Norman. Looking forward to that. Uh, you know, this is a very anticipated album. Uh, you can look for that on Laughly around May 15th for the exclusive premiere. The album's street date is May 16th. So make sure you check it out and please, please continue to listen. All right, for Ra Ra Rashid and for Kelly, my name is Mark Says Hi. That's going to do it for the first episode of The Cheat Sheet. We'll see you next time. And be sure to download Laughly if you haven't already done that. Make sure you do it. There's two ways to listen. You can listen to it in the free way with ads, or you can just you know, just chip in, $3.99 a month, no ads. And then you're going to be getting a lot of premium content when you do that as well. Laughly, make sure you tell everybody about it. Download it. Repeat, rinse, recycle. Talk to you next time on the Cheat Sheet.